Hello and welcome to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond and I'm so excited and honored to welcome Satyan and Suzanne Raja to the podcast today. Welcome Satyan and Suzanne. Thank you. Thanks Maya. Thanks, Thanks for having us. You're welcome. I first met Satyan and Suzanne through the Accelerated Evolution Training and Erotic Blueprint Coaching Training I attended this year. I've been blown away by their presence, mentorship, relationship, and the impact that they are creating in the world. So I was moved to ask them to be interviewed on this podcast. Uh, Satyan is the founder and CEO of the multi-million dollar transformational academy, Warrior Sage. He's impacted over 100,000 students from over 50 countries around the world. After 35 years of rigorous study and practice in both creating enlightened business growth and developing higher consciousness, Satyan works privately with CEOs, high-impact individuals, executive teams who have mastered accomplishment in the financial and public world, but now want a deeper balance, illumination, and self-realized equilibrium that he calls peak existence. And Suzanne Raja is the founder and CEO of Spa for the Soul, epic coaching for women of influence dedicated to embracing, embodying, and empowering soul wisdom in life, love, and social impact. She's also the co-founder of Warrior Sage. And for years, Suzanne has been privately coaching business leaders, stage performers, CEO of multinational corporations, high-profile public speakers, and noted physicians, among others. Her dynamic and heart-centered style has led her to speak on stages internationally, leading groups for peak potentials, as well as elite entrepreneur organizations. So, so happy to have you guys here. I'd love to start with the wonderful question of where did the two of you meet and how long have you been together? Mm. (laughs) Well, we met in high school, actually. Wow. So we, um, we were 17 years old in high school back in Brampton, Ontario, Canada, um, is where we met and we fell into friendship, deep friendship, mm. and, um, as friends, as, as best friends. And we, we were the first um, counselors to each other, actually, as we went through our different, you know, relationship evolutions. And we really had just such tenderness for each other and, mm-hmm. and love as friends. So that's where we met. Wow. And so, and how long were you friends before you became romantic? Well, it was right after high school we became romantic. Uh-huh. And then, you know, it's been 33 years together now. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So the friendship was that four years before you became romantic, or two years, or three years? I'm curious. No, it's years. a few years at least in high school. Yeah. Years. Yeah, something. Yeah. 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 
then we reconnected and mm. and it was it was just really beautiful because we had mm. we had the foundation of friendship yes and we knew each other deeply um, mm-hmm. from that place and we knew each other's hearts from that place yeah. and it was just you know it was just the right timing at that yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they say one of the hardest things to do is transition from one kind of a relationship to another. Um, was the transition challenging at all or not or exciting? or? Well, for us, it, the transition from friendship into romantic um, mm-hmm. relationship wasn't hard. That in itself wasn't difficult. Mm-hmm. What was difficult was that we came from two, two different worlds. Mm-hmm. So I came from, you know, you would say I came from the West. I'm J- born in Jamaica uh-huh. and Catholic background and from a certain, uh, certain type of family that mm-hmm. was very, very conservative, you know, and Satyans coming from the East, you know, your, your, your family is Indian descent mm-hmm. and um, Hindu background. Mm-hmm. So our religions different right cultures very different and the way we were brought up um slightly similar but just the different cultures were just my greek wedding wedding. one side conservative and restrained the other side a little bit more wild and loud right wait and which was which because mine was the conservative was the okay because i wouldn't necessarily think jamaican was conservative but yeah wild but yeah so year was Yours was more wild, Satyan. Yeah. A little louder. Yeah. A lot louder. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Still a> lot. <laughs> awesome. That's so, yeah. That's, and of course, you know, it, to me, it, it's like, it's so attractive, these different, these opposites, right? So there was that attraction, that pull, even though then it can be challenging in the relationship. So um, I would love to ask you, um, since we're talking about family, yeah, what kind of relationship did your parents have that you saw modeled growing up? Mm, Give a little summary for each of you. Great question. Um, well, my, with, with my parents, what I, what I saw and I modeled um, – even now is devotion. Hmm. So my mother, my mother's devotion for my father's um, purpose in his life, you know, was modeled. Um, her devotion to the family and making sure that we were all cared for and that we all felt deeply loved. Hmm was is something that I modeled and in terms of their relationship you know it was I, I love that there was this um there was a romance you know mm-hmm. my father would dance my mom on the dance floor mm-hmm. and when he would dance it was like she would be just this flower on the dance floor you couldn't stop watching them mm-hmm. so that energy that sexiness that passion has followed, has followed with me for sure. Yeah. What are some of the things that you... Yeah. Parents, uh, I think one of the key factors was a mutual devotion to each other through thick and thin, no matter what. And so I think 
one of the things that attracted Suzanne and I to each other was although the cultures on the surface seem very different at the right. core, were all there was deep devotion to each other's spiritual life, spiritual purpose, highest purpose in life, what we're really meant to do here. Our parents still hold that, which is very beautiful to see. They're 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 inspiring of each other. They can have they have their stuff and ever like everyone does, but yeah. the devotion to to um, the, to spirit to God, Absolutely. which is which mm. is really steady. It's been steady, and that I believe has been a very powerful impact because mm-hmm. we've just carried it over. It's like although the surfaces might be different, you know, Suzanne and I we have a devotion to each other's expansion our awakening yes how we can and what our gifts are in the world and so she's been like supporting me for all these years doing that for sure and myself as well yeah that's huge just the just the common value of growth and evolution sharing that common value yes yeah um I'm curious when kind of, I love getting into the nitty gritty so we can really learn from the two of you. Um, when, when one of you has a request or feedback for the other, I'm curious how each of you gives that feedback or that request and what you found really works for the other person. I'd love to hear from both well, of you. For me, I'm an abject failure at it. I'm, I would give myself about two out of 10 just before this call. I said something like I just, I shouldn't have said I'm like, oh, yeah. Just before we go on an interview on sharing our love and passion, and here I do a faux pas. And I think, um, <laughs> I, I, you know, I just wanted to be transparent because yeah. what we have with each other is that we're willing to fall and do dumb stuff and yeah, make mistakes with each other. Yeah. And like, all right, that's him again. All right, that's her yeah. again. And then come back to love again. And yeah. so it's, it's coming back to love and reducing the importance of the stuff that seems like it's separative and yeah. putting the attention and the emphasis back on where the real love. And then, if you will, doing the mending from there. So I believe, I believe that's the key, you know, is, is to yeah. re- continue to reestablish in love that you both are here for the same purpose. You both are here in the yeah. same direction. But when stuff goes off, we, we actually try to face it. We yes. Don't try to run from it in any way. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's the key. That's the key is to face it, you know, and be really real with it. And, mm-hmm. and are really real. Like here in this interview, th- we do real time stuff. We don't plan it ahead to like, da, 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 here we are for this interview. Yeah perfect right now no we suck a lot of times we really suck in the way that we do stuff and um but the 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 key element that we we have and that works with us is that we know that we're human we know we are are going to forget everything that we've learned even Mm -hmm. though we've been we've been studying for decades now and teaching for decades now we also have our falling down and make mistakes and so just that we remember that we're that we are human we have we can have compassion with ourselves oh shit i just did that like i i really screwed up in that moment have compassion for ourselves and then have compassion for the other person for how they must be feeling because of whatever it is that we did yeah first have compassion for yourself yeah you know, we're, that's the nature of being human is making mistakes, making mistakes 
so that you have a choice. You can make mistakes and be a victim of it and say, oh, well, you know, that's just me. I'll never, I'll never move forward. Or like Satyan said, you make a mistake and you go, okay, well, how can I learn from this? And that's the beauty of my husband and, you know, and myself mm-hmm. and those that choose to take the opportunity of when you do make a mistake, how can I repair this? How can I come back into connection with my yeah. partner? Yeah. Yeah. And I think one, and one thing in that, that's really important that I want to highlight is the taking responsibility, because I think that's when, if both people are taking responsibility for when they make mistakes, then it can really allow both people to come back to that understanding and compassion. Right. But that takes humility to take that responsibility. And and it creates a willingness to create the space where one can admit their problems without getting slammed. Yes. Yes. Right? If, you can, if you have a space and you create a space, sometimes if I'm or Suzanne, we do something that upsets each other. We do our best to give each other space to express that, but not then continuously slam each other on the head over it. Yeah. You've already recognized it. You don't totally. need to beat yourself over the head around it. Totally. You can come back to love. One of our main principles is ignite passion now. Now. Everything else can wait. There's so many things going on in the world. The world can be, as you can see, it's. Yeah. Every day, volatile, crazy, all the things that are happening. So but going on. this bond is is threatened or is not strong. Then facing the world feels flat. It's like yeah. you don't. Even, but when when I'm strong with Suzanne, I feel I can take on the world. Yeah, that's beautiful. And so, speaking of passion, one of my favorite subjects is how do we keep passion alive in a long term relationship? And so. You guys have been together for 33 years, and I know that you've studied and worked on this, and I'm so curious, like, what do you feel like is really the key? Because over time, obviously, you know, we change, we grow, and we're with, and if we're in a monogamous relationship, we're with that same person day after day after day. So how do we keep the passion alive long-term, the sex alive? Yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, so this is across the board for passion, for reconnecting, for getting out of when you're in a bad situation. This is for changing the energy at all times, okay? First and foremost, you have got to read, I call it, you know, the term is self-resource. Yeah. So what that means is you've got to get come to terms with yourself. Where are you in this right now? Where are you in the relationship? Align yourself, come back and ground yourself and go, oh, am I feeling, am I bored? Am I, is this the same old, same old right now? Or is, or am I not bored? And is my partner saying that they're bored? How do I feel about this? And just like go inside and come, come to terms with face, like Satyan said, face up to what is going on inside of you, first and foremost. Your truth. Mm-hmm. And find a mentor mm-hmm. or mentors that are ahead of you in that. Yeah. And 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 link with them. Yeah. Speak with them. Have them help you to come to terms with what's going on and, give, and help you to give you the skills that you can utilize to practice with your partner. Yeah. I did that. 
um, Satyan did that. We've done that over the years. We have many mentors that we work with that help us to, to inspire us to go deeper. So this isn't just talk. This is actually right. you. Right. Then we get creative. Yeah. From that, from that mentorship, we get creative. And over time, that's what you got to do. You got to get creative. You got to change stuff up. I mean, the same old is going to be boring for anybody over time. Yeah. Yeah, so, definitely. In our philosophy, a very simple understanding that passion equals polarity. Mm -hmm. Passion mm -hmm. equals polarity. So in a relationship, you're either neutralizing each other, right. repelling each other, or you're attracting each other. It's really simple. Yeah. And if I take two magnets, and let's say that's the North Pole and that's the South Pole over here, they're going to attract. But that two North Poles are going to repel each other. So if she wants to do something head with strong and I want to do something head strong, we're going to repel each other. Yeah. If she's, so if we're two North Poles, we're not going to attract. We're going right. to repel. Right. So there's times where I allow myself to be the South Pole and to be the receptive and allow her, not allow, but accept and receive the gift of her direction. Mm -hmm. well, and then I'll go along with it. So now we're... In the same yeah. way, vice versa. Sometimes she feels that I'm holding the space of clarity regarding the direction. And so we're continuously working on fostering our polarity with each other. Yeah. During this time at home, there's times where, you know, we have separate rooms. I'll go out and have some guy time with my son or on my own. Suzanne will have gal time, self-replenishment time. And this time of replenishing our sexual energies. Yeah than being constantly in each other's faces or erotically yeah. I need to be with you attached to you all the time it's that healthiness that allows you to re reinvigorate your individual spirit that yeah. when you come back to each other there's a spark you're not trying to make the person give you the spark you get sparked and bring that spark to your partner yeah yeah and that can you you said do you each have your own separate bedrooms and then you switch where you sleep or i'm curious how the sleeping goes because i've recently been really excited about that idea of the separate bedrooms and so i would love to hear about it because i think it's genius yeah it is it, it, <laughs> it's it's so great because um you know there, there was a time where i secretly used to think is this it? I mean, are we going to be like, I'm never going to be able to have my own room again. Right. I, I had my own room at some point. We all did, <laughs> right? So we all, we all, unless we all, but you at least had your own space, right? Yeah. As well. And it's like, there comes a time when you're like, is this all there is? Well, the good news is it isn't. And yeah. whether or not you have the space to have two separate rooms, you yeah. can take separate space. Yeah. I'm talking to you, if you do have, have that advantage to have yeah. that many rooms in the house, you create. So what we've done, I'll just tell you what we've done. Yeah. Is I have my own really juicy queendom where right. I just decorate it the way that I want to. I, it's <laughs> juicy. It's sumptuous. It's sexy. And it, it has all kinds of stuff in there that just reminds me of love and light and 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 movement and all the things that I love yeah. are in my room. Yeah. Satyan has his room that is, you describe your room. Mine yeah. is Spartan. It's a futon on yeah. the floor. 
and I got my altar, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Very masculine. Yep, that's what I would think. Yep. And what happens Very is spacious. What happens is is this concept of passion equals polarity. If you have the walls of a house, if they're too close, the roof will fall. If they're too hmm. far from each other, the roof will fall. Huh. Yeah, healthy conscious distance. Right. Solid roof. Yeah. So a healthy home. So for us, there's times where, you know, it's like, yeah, we're feeling turned on with each other. I'll invite her. She'll invite me into her space. Mm-hmm. There's other times where we'll just take deep rest in her room, rest in my room, and then we'll come together. So when we're entering lovemaking occasions, it's in the realm. It's, there's a sacredness that we evoke. Mm-hmm. And we bring it into the special. We make it a special occasion, you know. We make it special our, our, that moment. So it's been very healthy. And we also have different timing and sleeping schedules and our bodies are different. I like to, sometimes she likes to sprawl out. Sometimes I like to sprawl out. So just even having deeper rest. Yeah. One of the main things we had to overcome was the stigma or the imprint that married couples are supposed to be this way. Yeah. And I think one of the main keys is that you don't have to be supposed to be anyway. You can choose how you want your relationship as long as it's healthy, violent, and, yeah. and, and exciting for you both. Yeah, that's so, so huge. Just that permission to, to give yourselves what you need in the partnership and for each other personally interdependent. And, and one piece I want to add to this, we call it polarity time. So instead of honey, I need a break or honey, I need her. That has all this charge. If you need to have a, some, I need some space from you. What a hor- I would, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. But if my wife says to me, Hey, look, right. I'm, some polarity time. Ooh, I love say, that. I'm going to go out for a drive. I'm going to take some polarity time. Yeah. Which means I can go out with my guys and go by my own, whatever. Yep. But it's a conscientiously selected time to reinvigorate our passion for each other. Yeah. Yeah. It's sexy. Exactly. Like, oh, I'm going to go for a run. If you go for a run, if the man goes, you know, anyways, if my yeah. man goes for a run, it's like, that's, that turns me on because yeah. he's taking care of his body, but he's getting into his energy yeah. and cultivating it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And um, I'm curious because this, podcast is focused on attachment styles and that's my specialty is helping people heal their attachment wounds and find a healthy loving partnership um and i'm not sure in turn what i like to see ask is um when you first met what do you think your attachment style was and what do you think it is now so and i'll go through the four styles So secure is someone who feels very trusting of themselves and others in a relationship, feels like there's more than enough love to go around, um, is able to express their needs and feelings and boundaries. Anxious is someone who feels more preoccupied in relationships, worries their partner is going to leave, and um, has a harder time speaking their needs and feelings, and uh, fears rejection and abandonment. And then the avoidant um, needs a lot more space in the relationship and can feel overwhelmed by a lot of contact in the relationship. And then the disorganized is a combination of anxious and avoidant. So that's where there was a lot of trauma in childhood, whether it's abuse or conflict with the parents or, um, yeah, their parents were a source of panic and fear and also love. 
So usually we're a combination of two styles. I'm curious. I know it was a long time ago, um, <laughs> but I'm curious what yours were when you guys first got together. So there's secure and anxious, right? Secure, anxious, avoidant, and disorganized. Yes. I would say myself, I would be more secure. There would be some anxiousness, but that would yeah. be less. But I yeah. Would, well, yeah, I'm pretty blessed to have had that as a good route. baseline. Mm -hmm. um, I would say secure and avoidant. Yeah, I was thinking that, yeah, from what I've watched of your videos and stuff, maybe a little <laughs> secure. So I'm, I'm constantly, you know, assessing people's attachment style because I do it all day long. Um, so yeah, so maybe secure slash avoidant, maybe secure slash anxious. Is that right? Yes. Possibly. And then when you got together and then do you still feel that's true or would you say you've gotten more secure through, I mean, I would, I would say that <laughs> I'm asking, but I'm also answering that question. Um, I think when our case is elicited, yeah, yeah. then it, then the default would be to go back into these contracted states. Exactly. When we're triggered, tired, grumpy, yeah. not feeling good about it, not, not, we haven't eaten well, taken care of our haven't body. slept. And so when the stressors are there, yeah. then those uh, have the opportunity to be there uh, yes. and, 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 and raise their head. But for the most part, we're pretty, pretty solid and more in a healthy disposition. And yeah. when we thing is when we feel these particular, if you will, secondary impulses, um, anxiousness or avoidant or whatever, we're conscious of them. The framing of the attachment styles, I think very powerful it gives a very powerful dial-in yeah. a self-awareness dial-in yeah. but for us um we're able to play with it she yeah. needs space or he needs to get out some energy or whatever right that's huge there's sexy ways that you can play with your partner to have to really receive where they're at yeah and help to help to to accelerate their evolution yeah. Um, for the sake of the relationship rising together. Yes, so beautiful. Um, and I'm curious, um, what would you say the number one trait that a single woman, you know, who's into personal growth, who's successful, who really wants to find her partner? What would you say? What would each of you say is the number one trait she should look for in a in a partner, in her partner that she's disagree. It's really going to help her have a lasting, thriving relationship. Well, I have a simple, most people have heard some form of this, but ours has got a little twist to it. You know, you make a list of all the amazing things you'd like in a partner. Yeah. There's many relationship trainings that have that understanding. Yeah. So, you know, we all know that if you made a list, top five things, you like someone who's got humor, you like someone who's got this, but then here's the here's the reversal. Who must you be yeah. to have that person want you? Yeah, <laughs> you totally. can my picturesque perfect person, but why would they want you? Yes. That's the next question that most people don't ask. Yeah. And so, well, who do I need to be with my naturalness? Not any put onness, and not any from the naturalness. Why would they want? So, if you like a person who's humorous, 
then for you, you have to be someone who is willing to share your laughter and joy yeah. uh, and not just critique all the time, right? Totally. So I think we need to be and cultivate to be the reciprocal of who we need to be to attract the beautiful partner. Beautiful. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm going to, I'm going to hone in. So, but if you had to say one trait, what would it be? Satchan? Cause I actually, and I just want to honor you because I feel like you embody a lot of the ma- healthy masculine qualities that women are looking for. And so t- from a man, it's so helpful to hear. So I'm going to ask, so ask me again. the question again. What is the number one trait that a single woman uh, that you would recommend a single uh, woman look for in a partner? Uh, a person who's com- who, who knows or is searching truly for their deepest purpose and, mm. is, and, and it's not living it perfectly, aims to live it with mm. genuineness. There's no arrival. They aim to live that higher purpose Fully, because then that becomes the North Star, the navigation, not just the state of the relationship. Right, right. Beautiful, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So I, so here's here's my take on this. Mm-hmm. You're shopping for, mm-hmm. you're shopping for the ultimate that is the best for you, right? Yeah. When you go shopping, you can't just go shopping without the currency to be able to purchase what it is you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I would assert that any, any uh, woman of character, mm-hmm. woman of distinction, must be able to have that energy, that currency, that would be able to purchase, like Satyan said, the very um, uh, trait that would serve you to the highest and the best. Yeah. You have got to allow your sisters to help you with determining what would be the best purchase for you. And I'm using terms like purchase, but I I want you to understand the analogy here. You've got to let your sisters that you trust help you to find the, the one that is going to make it, it's going to assist you in your evolution. That's going to help you to be the best that you can be by being in their presence, that they will, uh, they will assist you with that mm. because relationship is beyond just, Hey, you know, there's someone cute over there. They'd be awesome. Oh, great. We'll have a good time in the sack. And if you want that, go for that. I wouldn't suggest it. If you want to be in a relationship that lasts you, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, a lifetime, then go for the highest. Go for, go for the, the, the highest and the best. And like Satyan says, if you're going for the highest and the best, then you're, you, you have to be of that energy that would be able to have someone of the similar frequency be interested in you. So do your work. Yes. Do your work and yeah. let your sisters help you find the highest Ooh, and the best. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, sis, your sisters are such great mirrors for what's going on in your love life, for sure. They will always know what the truth is about your love life. Absolutely, trust them. Because we, we talk, us girls. Um, so, so I know that you guys have to leave. So um, it's been such an honor and pleasure to speak with you two today. I have so many more questions in my bag. So maybe we can do another one at some point in the future. And yeah, thank you so much for your wisdom and knowledge and truth and beauty. And I'm just so 
honored and joyous to speak with you today. Thank, Thank you, you Maya. Maya. Thank you, friends. Yeah. All of you. And actually, um, I would love to just take a moment if there's anything you want to share about how people can work with the two of you. Well, we have our website that you can go to and you can download some of our free trainings and become part of our International Warrior Sage tribe and community. Yeah. And you can find that at warriorsage.com. One recommendation to start off with is on the front page, you'll see a, a free training called Relationship Activation. Mm. This is for all relationships, Plutonic as well. Nice. And this helps you understand the foundations of what we practice in communication. And then from there, um, there's a vast amount of resources there to support your relationship. Fantastic. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Lots of love and care to you. Have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for listening to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond to receive your two free gifts to help you on your journey to lasting love and to start rewiring your attachment style today. Go to empowerlove.us forward slash love.